I met the criteria to be selected, but I wasn't. You're the one that I want. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Welcome back, boys and girls. Thank you for tuning back in to Met the Criteria. It's me, Theo, the GM of the pod this week, taking you through uh, all the, the highs and lows of the NBA over the last seven days or so. Joining me, as always, is my, um, I don't want to say assistant GM or even coat manager or anything like that, because I don't want to lessen either of the roles. So joining me as equally, f- like when like when Jim became co-manager at Dunham Mifflin, my co-manager, number one, uh, Jared, how are you? Yeah, doing well, thanks, mate. You've uh, referenced Greece there with the state of my lockdown haircut at the moment. I'm starting to look a bit like Danny Zuko with my hair at the top, all quiffed up, so need to get that sorted out soon. But yeah, doing well. Danny Zuko, Jim Halpert, maybe, who knows? There's a, a comparison to be made there. My other co-manager, uh, has been gargling curry at the back of his throat. Uh, he's had a little bit of a, a nose situation. Uh, I, I go into as much or as little detail as you feel you need to, Vincent. How the devil are you? I got chills and they're electrifying, Theo. Uh, and I'm starting to lose control. So I just want to throw that out there, ladies and gentlemen. We're back again. It sounds like an exciting evening in Vincent's household. You, you saw what I, you saw what I did. You heard what I did there, Phil. I hope you you kind of understood what I did there. Yeah, you butchered you butchered the song lyric. No, but Jared fine. got it. Phil, I don't think Phil, you got it, did you? You didn't actually get what I just did there, did you? I'm gonna. I realise now that you've brought it to my attention that I didn't get it. I do get it. You, yeah, I'm with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you I let you, yeah, no, I let you down there. And I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. I thought you I set you up perfectly. Yeah, I thought I set you up. Exactly. I'll let um, the whole world into a little secret. I've never seen Greece. I've never actually watched it. I've, obviously, I know the song. I'm familiar with the song. I sung it, for goodness sake. But I've you never know who Danny Zuko is then. Only by like reference. Like, <laughs> I've got an idea. I've probably had a leather jacket and a big quiff. Like, that's okay. probably all I would have got got from that. Um, I'll never again? watch it. Should we start again? <laughs> Use a person that you know. <laughs> I've reached a point in my life now, my big age. I've never seen Greece. Do I need to see it? Probably not. I'll probably never watch it. Uh, anyway. Anyway, by the way, in other uh, off topic, by the way, Theo, I, I know it's, it can be quite as classy as girly. It's actually not. It's actually got some bangers in there as well. So, I'm I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's a, it's a certainly passable, maybe even good to great film. Um, as I say, at this point in my life, it, it's almost become a, a point that I'm going to go out of my way to make sure I don't ever ever see it at this point. Regardless, we're not here to talk about seventies flicks with quiffs and leather jackets. We're here to talk about NBA. The current NBA, this last week of NBA, if anything. Um, we'll start out with probably the biggest headline of the week just gone. Joel MVP'd, went down like a ton of bricks the other night in what looks to be a horrific, a horrific accident, freak injury. Now, this is the kind of thing that I've done myself. I've stepped off a six-inch curb and, like, over like hyperextended my knee, and like oh, and then you hobble off the road to the other other side of the pavement. Joel Embiid is like 125 kilos, like he's an absolute unit of a man. It's two and a half feet, three feet, he probably landed and bent his knee the wrong way. It looked like it was night night for his season, and what a shame that would have been because he's we've we've said on the pod loads of times how good he's been so far this year. It could have been so much worse than it is. Two to three weeks out, the latest indications are, which is a big let off for the 76ers and for Joel Embiid. Um, it's a blow nonetheless. Uh, the 76ers are currently only one game clear at the top of the East, but it, it could have been so much worse for him. Watching that injury, the fact that he's got away with a two to three week layoff is nothing short of a modern day miracle. Um, who do you reckon is best positioned to take advantage of this absence of Embiid's, Jared? I feel like the obvious answer is probably the Brooklyn Nets. That's probably where you're maybe thinking goes. But thinking about maybe the MVP race, I think obviously it's advantage LeBron, Jokic, anyone else you want to put in the conversation. Obviously, Embiid so far this season, he's played 31 games. If he's missing two weeks, he's going to miss. I mean, with the way the games are packed together, that's, you know, another eight games. Is that going to affect his case towards the end of the season if he has to sit a couple more games load management-wise? Um, maybe that impacts on him getting some sort of first place votes in the MVP discussion. So I think, I think particularly Nikola Jokic has been playing very well recently. The Nuggets are finding the form a little bit. 
Uh, the Lakers have been struggling with Anthony Davis injured, but both of those guys, Jokic and LeBron, definitely wouldn't have been happy. No one's happy to see someone get injured, but it almost gives them an opportunity to to make their case over the coming weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you say, the, net, the Nets are in a, a, a position to take advantage sort of as far as the league table goes. Um, the sort of rest of the East is a little bit further off the pace, but definitely in the MVP race, is going to look a little bit more spicy going forward over the next few weeks. Vinny, is there anybody you're expecting to uh, to make a case in MV, MVP's absence? Um, I think it's one of those situations where... It's very unfortunate for Joel Embiid because he's been doing so great. And I hope that people, whoever, or the judges who vote in this kind of situation don't hold this against him being out for three weeks. Obviously, people may look at that and go, yes, he's been out for three weeks. You can't, we want consistency, but you can't really blame someone who's been great the entire, the entire season so far. And now because of this, to him to lose his opportunity to be an MVP. So I hope they don't hold this against him. But you get your people who are playing great at the moment, who could be in the talks of it. You got your uh, James Harden in the topic right now. He is in the conversation to look at being an MVP. You get your LeBron. I don't think LeBron is going to even care about the MVP in that situation because LeBron is now in, I think he's already looking towards the playoffs. He already knows what he needs to be at at the moment. And for him, the MVP. So he might have that load management where they might be resting him. He's okay with that. So I can't see people threatening it. I, I really can't. I know Jokic has been playing great. He's been almost one of the best centres in the league, obviously behind Joel Embiid. But I just feel like Joel Embiid is, is taking the Philadelphia 76ers to the next level. And I hope this doesn't make him lose his chance to get the MVP because I hope you can't really hold it against someone for being injured for three weeks. KD's situation has been different because he's been out for quite a while now. He's been out, I don't know, about, about nearly two months has been out. So that's a bit different. But Joel Embiid, three weeks, if they're going to really take it out on him like that, that's a bit harsh. So I still feel like you can't really take away from uh, Joel Embiid, but no disrespect to Nikola Jokic or LeBron James. I just feel like LeBron James is going to get more load management focusing for the playoffs now. This is the second half of the season now, so they're going to be wanting to load manage him, preparing him for the for the uh, playoffs. And I feel Nikola Jokic is just a little bit behind the ball mark to get that MVP. Yeah, I think it's all going to depend on how many games he sort of ends up with by the end of the season, isn't it? Um, quick trivia, do you know the least amount of games played by an NBA MVP? 50. Vincent, one away, 49. Oh. Carl Malone in 1999. Now, that was a shortened season. Um, so, Malone, Carl Malone only got to 49 games. I think it was only a 50-game season. So, um, I mean, the fact that this year is a shortened season also sort of skew whiffs a little bit of the numbers because, you know, you expect your MVP of the league to play, you know, around 80 games or so, but there's not 80 games to play this season. So, if Embiid hits sort of 55, 60 games that shouldn't really be held against him. Like Vinny's saying, you can't, it, it was one injury that was sort of a fluke, horrible accident that could have been way much worse. He's He's been there pretty much every other game. He's put his case together and he, he hopefully will still be able to be in the running, running as think, the season goes on. And I think you've had that conversation, obviously you and uh, Dan had that conversation in the group chat. <laughs> well, our, our audiences might not know our friend Dan, friend of PPD. the pod. Our friend from, yeah, PB, what's PBD stands for? PPD, pre-pod Dan. Okay, pre-pod Dan. This is not Dan from Miami, UK. Shout out to Dan from Miami, UK anyway. But this is our other friend, Dan, who believes Jimmy Butler is in the race for MVP because of how great he's been playing. But I think the argument goes down to the most important player for a franchise team and how they've helped that team. That's the conversation for MVP, I believe. And I don't feel, I feel like you can't hold it against someone for being out for like a certain amount. It's like, I know you could say, oh, you, you're holding against Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's been out for a couple of months now. And the difference is James Harden and Kyrie Irving have been crucial players for that team still. But for Joel Embiid, he's been key to how they've been the suit so far season. No disrespect to other players like your Ben Simmons, your Seth Curry's, your Tobias Harris's, your Dwight Howard even. My guy, my guy's still my guy's still at it. Don't disrespect to them. They're still key players. But Joel Embiid has been their key player that's made them the number one seed at the moment in the East. So 
I hope Joel Embiid gets it. He deserves it for how he's playing this year. I think, sorry, just to sort of almost contradict myself probably in what I've been saying on, on the group chat as reference, if Jimmy Butler continues playing as well as he is, maybe he's someone who can benefit slightly from Embiid's absence because the Heat have been incredible recently. We might touch on that later, I'm sure. And Jimmy Butler's been a, the main reason why, probably. So perhaps if he can get them, you know, a little bit closer to catching the top three, if they're only, you know, a game or two behind the books and Butler's still playing at this elite level, it's another name that can be put into the conversation whilst the media isn't being dominated by Embiid. So... Maybe maybe you're right, Dan, but you're wrong about Kyrie Irving. There's no doubt about that. So if the season ends today, am I right in saying you'd both have Joel Embiid for your season MVP? 100%. Yeah. Ah, Jared, we both have said that at the same time. Because, nice. because of where, because of how many, he's played almost, he's probably played like 95% of the games Did at you, this stage, hasn't he? I'm not, I'm not basing it on that though. I'm not basing it on games he's played. I'm basing on the importance has been yeah. for his team. Oh, That's what I'm basing in tandem. But if, if, if say this two to three week injury suddenly merges into a month to five, six weeks injury, that's where you start getting into a bit of a difficulty. So if it ended today, absolutely it's Embiid. But if it's six weeks time and Embiid still not played another game, I think you've got to start looking at some of the other candidates. Did you hear Fair. Theo then, Jared? Did you hear Theo what you did? He went, oh, that's nice. <laughs> did you hear what he said? Did you? Well, we don't agree often, Vincent, so... You don't agree often. And the fact that you both agreed so uniformly in perfect timing, it was touching. I was touched. I'm sure the listeners were too. <laughs> Moving on to uh, individual highlights from the week just gone. Um, it's, been a, it's been a nice week of the old NBA. Lots of, we've been, we're back. All-Star break was, was, was nice. The All-Star game was cool. There wasn't a load, right load of games on though. Whereas now... There's been plenty of games since. There's plenty of games coming. What's been your highlight so far, Vincent? What? Y'all been tripping, man. Y'all been tripping. I'm out here, man. I'm out of here. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I bleep some words because this is obviously an age-appropriate podcast. Uh, But I want to shout out to my favourite player. I love him. He's the most disrespected player in the NBA by certain people in this podcast. Uh, a certain individual more, not people, but an individual and the NBA. That's Russell Westbrook, ladies and gentlemen. Russell Westbrook's been playing like a baller again. He's been playing so good right now for the for the Wizards. I know they've not won the games, obviously, and I, I get at the end of the day, it's quite important to win the game. But he's showing he's still a great player. He's showing what he's capable of still. That game against the Milwaukee Bucks, that that proper just solidified Russell Westbrook. Don't be sleeping on Russell Westbrook ever. The guy is still at his, the guy still can, can drop crazy numbers when he wants to. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping deep down in my heart that they do make it to the playoffs because I really want to see Russell Westbrook prove to people what he actually is. And I, I just love the guy like him dropping for a triple double with 48 points that to me is just brilliant, and I, 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 it was my highlight of the week to see my favorite player go out there and do his thing. I will always love for Russell Westbrook, even though he's no longer a Rockets player. I loved him before he was a Rockets player, and I love him after he's a Rocket player. I am a big Russell Westbrook fan, and yeah, it's just great seeing him do his job, man. It was my highlight. I'm just gonna let the let the listeners peek behind the curtain here a little bit before the pod. Uh, no, sorry. Generally speaking. The Met the Criteria production team, we don't always know the selections that each individual member is going to choose for these segments, highlights, lowlights, things like that. So it's everyone's a surprise. It's a nice surprise. So all of our reactions, nine times out of ten, are, are genuine. That does mean sometimes we have some overlap. Maybe we'll choose the same highlight and then somebody else has got to pick another highlight that they, they maybe not prepared or something that they, they didn't immediately jump out to them, something like that. These situations do happen. To prevent that, sometimes if we've got a, really, a highlight that we really enjoyed and we want to talk about, we'll we'll, we'll dibs on it. We'll say, oh, "Look, look, guys, I want to go first. I want to I want to do a highlight first this week to make sure that nobody gazumps me, nobody steals my highlight." Vincent, I think it's fairly safe to say you weren't at risk of anybody stealing that highlight. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Now, <laughs> I know I'm a, I know I'm a Westbrook hater, but. Uh, 
I mean, yes, he's had a great week. Sure, sure thing. He done a triple double thing. Listen, Theo. Can I just listen? Sorry to interrupt you there, Theo. Right, but what I'm trying to say is to you, right, brother. I love you, yeah. But the thing is, with you, right, you sleep on great players. I tell you about how great they are, and until they play for the Nets, you don't appreciate them. That that is the truth that you know. I have I've told you about players who play for the Nets right now? Your Jeff Greens, James Harden. The amount of slack you gave me for James Harden, you wouldn't even class him a top five player. Now you have him over Steph Curry, and you know he would, buddy. Don't even try to pretend like you wouldn't, because you. Don't admit it, but you would have him over Steph Curry, and obviously you do have him now as a Nets. But my point is, you keep making fun with these kind of things. I'm trying to say to you, you disrespect people like Russell Westbrook, and I'm trying to say is he was my highlight because you don't appreciate how great that guy is. He's a he's a Hall of Famer, and he will be remembered as one of the greatest point guards to play this game. Okay, so there. That's why I'm. That's why I wanted to say my piece on that. I agree with you, Vinny. Westbrook's been one of my favourite players from being a basketball fan the last five years or so. But I think this is a funny week to pick him as your highlight of the week. He did have a phenomenal game against Milwaukee, there's no doubt. Was it 42, 12 and 10 or something like that? Another triple-double. He's slowly but surely catching the the, the leader there in all-time triple-doubles. But the Wizards lost every game they played this last week and it's it's another week that that's happened. So, And I said that and I get that, but he's been my highlight to watch just to see him ball again. Sometimes you can be amongst, you can be a great player amongst a terrible team. Can't help that. He can't help that. Look at what, look at what James Harden, he was slept on for years. Uh, people saying he's just an offensive powerhouse. All he does is just shoot and all he can do is just score. They didn't actually miss what else he could do. So I saw greatness. And I'm just going to say it's Russell Westbrook right now. He's balling right now. It's just the people around him are not the best players to take him where he needs to be. That's fair enough. But he's been in situations in the past where he's not had great players around him and his team hasn't been quite as as poor. Think back to his MVP season. They finished, what, as the sixth seed? The best player on his team other than him that season was Stephen Adams, maybe Victor Oladipo. Before Vic he was, was good. balling. Vic was decent. That, Who else was there? This, this was pre-All-Star was, was Vic. All... Is that anywhere near as good as the league? No, I'm trying to say to you, Vic... Bradley Beal didn't even play. No, you're right. Bradley Beal didn't play against the Bucks, but I think he played in the other two games and they still lost. So I, I just, my, the reason for bringing it up, my question is, Westbrook's always had this triple-double streak in him, but for years it was fine because when he gets triple-doubles, his teams win. This season, often he gets a triple-double and his teams don't win. Why? No, no, my, just, my, my argument to that is that people are thinking that Russell Westbrook has passed it now. That's my argument. People would think that Russell Westbrook's past it. He's gone to Washington, he's past it. He can't even make an all-star team anymore. That's what people think. But I'm trying to say to you, Russell Westbrook ain't gone yet, mate. He's not gone yet. He's still a baller. He's still capable of dropping crazy number on any team and still being a great player, still offering a triple, a walking bag of triple doubles. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, a walking triple double. Russell Westbrook is still a baller. That's what I'm getting at. He can okay. still be, he can still, he can still drop any number on any player in the league. That's okay. what I'm getting at with him. Is he, is he still top 10 in the league? No. Oh, if I'm honest to myself, no. Okay. Not top that, whilst we're on an I can honest streak, I can name ten better players than him right now. That's okay. right, right now. Okay. If we're on an honest streak, Theo is James Harden top five. <laughs> Theo, just answer yes. that question. He's, 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 he's not. I've got him at five. Thank who's, you. He, who's he kicked out of the top five then? So, if you look at the season that AD's had, has a, Anthony Davis injuries aside, even like aside from the injuries that he's had, has he has Anthony Davis been as good as he's been previously this season? Not in the regular season, no. Not in the regular season. So has James Harden been better than generally he has been recently? Or as good? As good, maybe, yeah. So as good. So previously, I probably had him sixth in the league. Seventh. You had him seventh. Was it, was it seventh? I've got the receipts, so, don't worry. So, so my bias gives him one spot <laughs> and the AD slippage so is the other. So he's gone past Curry and he's back. gone past Davis. Averaging 10 points a game less than he used to in Houston. He's gone past two players. Because he's got, what, two more assists? Jared, let Theo have his opinion. Let him have his opinion, Jared. Theo, answer the question. So, is he gone past Steph Curry? 
So a, a little bit of it was step. Maybe I just need to reevaluate my entire time. Oh right? maybe my that's, days, Maybe Theo. that's probably the, the you, best starting point. You need to stop sitting in the face, Theo. When I we did, when we did question. our top fives, when we did our top fives, Curry was out for the year. We nobody'd seen Curry ball for the last twelve months. So there was a there was an element of forgetism about that whole situation. AD was was flying at the time. Maybe let let me revisit my top five and oh I'll, I'll come days. back to you. I just oh I, my days. I just I just think it's Vincent was on his hill about Westbrook being a top ten player, and you and I Theo laughed him out of town. But Vincent has got the humility and the depth of character to say, "Do you know what? I was wrong." Whereas you won't say that you were wrong about James Harden and Steph Curry. You, I don't even know what you're trying to do with you with yourself. Be more Vincent. You know what, Jared. Right, right, you know what? I know it's like a, like a little backhanded compliment, but I kind of like it. I kind of like it. You You're know, welcome. I'm going to take that. Thank you, buddy. So are you getting out of it? But go on, Theo. You're going you're gonna to keep quiet. He's going to sit on the fence. Uh, for now. For now. Watch this. Wow. Wow, this Theo. Wow. You're unbelievable. You just won't admit it. You won't admit that you were wrong and that you know that James Harden offers more and is a better player than Steph Curry. You won't admit that. I've got a lot to think about. What can I say? Jared, what was your highlight from the week? <laughs> Shut up, Vincent. <laughs> so my highlight, I feel like I'm probably going to be treading on Theo's toes here, but it's up to him to decide the order. I get to go second. My highlight is the return of Karis LeVert after what has been a traumatic couple of months for, for that young man. Obviously, ended up being traded from the team that he spent his whole career with up to that point, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, ends up going to Indiana and in his medical, they discovered that he had a small mass on his kidney Potentially, it could have been a very serious situation for him, not just basketball-wise, obviously, off the court. It's a serious health implications in that. And for him to be back playing on a basketball court, is it two months since the Harden trade? Just over, maybe, is phenomenal. Um, it's, a, it's a real feel-good story. And it was lovely to see Karis LeVert back because he just seems he seems like a decent guy. Very you know, he's not he's not a flashy player, he's not a flashy guy, just gets on with his job, does what his team needs of him. Um, yeah, I was happy to see him back on the basketball court, as well as the, what is it, 14 other Indiana Pacers fans in the UK? Not that I'm a Pacers fan, don't tell me with that brush, but I'm sure they were happy to see Karis Levert make his return too. 100% I am in agreement. What a, what a joy it was. I mean, to go from literally eight weeks ago, he was diagnosed with cancer, in the kidney to playing NBA basketball at like the top level. Like, and it wasn't, it was probably one of the most forgettable games he'll ever play for the Pacers as far as the stat sheet goes. But Levert does this quite regularly. Whenever he comes back from a lengthy layoff, it'll be ineffective for a week or two. And then all of a sudden people are like, mm, is it, was, he, was it worth maybe our, our part in this deal? I can guarantee that might be what the, the Pacers fans think. And then give it four weeks. It'll be absolutely balling. And it'll, they'll be like, wow, I had no idea Carrie Silvert was this good. It happened year in, year out in Brooklyn. Um, and he just continues reaching new heights. Um, absolutely superb to see Carrie Silvert back on the court. And you're right, Jared, you entirely did step on my toes, but more fool me for, for offering it up to you before going. I did have another one as well. I was ready with another one. Well, I thought, I'm gonna, I'm... So, so do I. So it's all good. Uh, my second highlight of the week uh, has got to go out to the Atlanta Hawks, who've won five games on the bounce. They've come back from the absolute brink of um, nowhere, really, obscurity, um, after sacking Lloyd Pierce uh, in what we, what I said anyway. I don't. I think I seem to think you guys differed in your opinions, but I thought it was an un- unfair dismissal, really, given that the injuries that they've got. What more can you expect him really to do with the injuries ravaging through the roster? But he's gone and made me look a fool. Nate McMillan has come in, and he was the number two one. He was the number two. Now he's the number one. I mean, five wins on the bounce. Incredible. They've had a great week. Um, not exactly blown any big teams out of the water by by the Heat. But they've beaten uh, the, Mag- the Heat, the Magic, the Raptors, Sacramento and Cleveland. So they're beating the teams around them, which uh, when you're fighting for that seventh, eighth spot or a playing place this year, I guess, those are the kind of games you need to be winning. And a couple of months ago, maybe even last month, you could have seen them dropping at least half of those games against the similar level opposition. Whereas good old Nate, 
he's got it turned around. So I apologize to, uh, no, I unapologize to Lloyd Pierce. He didn't deserve to, he, apparently he did deserve to go, didn't deserve to keep your job. I hope you enjoy having a new child, but Nate McMillan is leading these Hawks to glory. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable that, that the Hawks have had a five-game win streak and are still under 500. Like, it's just, they, they were such a disappointment through the first couple of weeks of the season. And I'm glad you brought up about this level of competition that they've played. Um, I don't think the Heat had had a bio, I think, I think in that game. I'm not even sure if Jimmy Butler played in that game. The Magic were without three starters. The Raptors were without three starters. And the Kings and Cleveland, they're, they're two teams that probably aren't going to feature in any kind of playing race. So, Good to keep it in perspective. You know, they've not torn off a five-game West Coast win streak, have they? But still... They're no Brooklyn Nets. They're no Brooklyn Nets, of course. But yeah, credit where credit's due. They've had a a solid week. um, And yeah, it it seems like some of their off-season acquisitions are starting to pay off a little bit more as well. Absolutely. Now let's look at the other side of the coin. Um, low lights. I'm going to not show, not learn from my mistakes. I'm still going to go last. I'm going to come to you, Jared, first to hear what your low light of the week, just gone, has been. So as our listeners know, we usually release on a Monday, re- record on a Sunday and then release on a Monday. This week we, we are a day late due to certain circumstances. Um, and that allowed us to have another day's worth of NBA games to enjoy. But the one I didn't enjoy, the one I was disappointed to see when I saw the score was the Los Angeles Clippers getting absolutely thwacked by the Pelicans last night. Uh, they were in New Orleans, but New Orleans haven't, haven't have been shaky this season, to say the least. And it wasn't even close. All the players that you would expect to be playing, maybe apart from Patrick Beverly, were there, um, including the two sort of wing, wing stars in Leonard and George. And Straight off first quarter, down 12 and never recovered really. got Gave up 43 points to the Pelicans in the third quarter, which is pretty, pretty abysmal really. And, you know, managed to make it a close game in garbage time, closing it down to a, only, a, only a 20-point defeat. This is just disappointing from the Clippers. They've, they've gone, I think it's four and six in the last 10 games. There doesn't seem to have been much, much to get rid of the skeletons of last season's closet. Kawhi was asked recently, is there any difference between Tyron Lue and Doc Rivers of last season? And quite dryly replied, well, yeah, they're two different guys. Are they having, are those two different guys having much of a, an impact on this team that we're going to see in the playoffs? With performances like that, don't want to overreact to one game, but it's certainly not comforting viewing for Clippers fans. And it was a letdown. No, I, I obviously everyone knows my viewpoint <laughs> on walking bag of excuses, Paul George. Uh, look, I'm sorry, but I, I blame everything that happens in the Clippers on Paul George because Kawhi Leonard must be sat there thinking to himself, why did I request for this guy to join me? I really wonder why did I request for this guy to join me? I know, Jared, you're going to say I slate Paul George too much. And look, he's an all-star. You can't deny it. And he's been playing. But the thing, my point, my, my, my thing about Paul George is when you need him to be clutch, he's not. That's the problem. When you need him to be leading his team, he's not. Because... Kawhi Leonard, we know what Kawhi Leonard is. I don't think Kawhi Leonard's even. I don't think he even had a bad game in that. He personally, what did he get? Twenty-seven points. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't too bad. Yeah, yet. it, it was not. Like he had a bad, had a bad game. Obviously, for him, we, yes, it's all about winning the game. So if you could say if you didn't win the, if you didn't win, you kind of had a bad game. But for me, I always kind of look at Paul George and I'm like, look, you should be a leader in this team because you came to the Clippers to take them to the next level. The Clippers signed you because they need you to take them to the next level. Look how much picks they gave up for you. You need to be taking the Clippers and holding that responsibility. Because Kawhi Leonard, I personally don't think he's the leader in that team. He's not a leader, Kawhi. Kawhi is more of a person who just does his job and he's not one of those who call people out on the court. He's not one of those to take that lead and responsibility. Paul, you could say Kawhi Leonard just does his job. It leads by example, you could say that way. So they need someone to be going at someone. Now, look at you. People could say, is that Pat Bev? Pat Bev is, yeah, he's just a nuisance. You could look at Pat Bev, but he's a decent defender, Pat Bev. But Paul George, I look at him and go, 
You need to stop looking at excuses. You need to, I'm not looking at excuses. You need to come, stop coming up with excuses. This is not this. This is not, it was a bad shot. Oh, we weren't expecting to win the championship. I'm tired of it. I'm just tired of it. When I look at the Clippers look, lose, I just look at Paul George. I look at his numbers and I go, that's why, because they got pandemic Pete on the, on the court with you. And that's why they're losing. I'm sorry. I know you guys think I hit a slate on Paul George, but I really just blame him on everything. I do think you're being overly harsh, but I'm not going to try and change your mind because you've you've been saying this for a long time now. I think I like what you said about how they need someone who's going to call everyone out. The perfect guy for the Clippers would be Kyle Lowry. I know there's a lot of rumours flying around about whether he's available. Unfortunately, the Clippers just don't have any assets left to to put together a a nice, an enticing package to get Kyle Lowry on their team. But if they got him, that'd be perfect, wouldn't it? That would honestly, that would be that, that, that I'd feel more confident in the 100%. Clippers. I would feel much more confident. I know he's not your favorite player in the world, Theo, but Kyle Lowry is a leader in the court. Yeah. He'll call people out. He don't take any rubbish. He will literally lead that team, and he is a great point guard. So for me, Kyle Lowry would be perfect in that team. So if he, if they do sign him, that'd be great. But I don't know how they're going to do it. Who are they going to get rid of? Maybe Pat yeah. Bev. They might have to get rid of Pat Bev for that. That's, yeah, that's the issue. They've given up all their draft picks and everything to get Leonard and George, so they've, yeah. they've got almost nothing left. That's they? why when I, I'm so critical on Paul George because this team gave up everything for you. They gave up everything for you. You need to be doing better. I'm sorry. I don't even know how he made All-Star. That guy's terrible. I mean... <laughs> No, Jared, I just I'm said sorry. I, was gonna, I wasn't going to argue with you. I'm sorry. I just, I, there's no change in my mind though, Paul George, man. The guy's a walking bag of excuses. But he's having a good season. No, he's not. He's terrible. <laughs> he's not terrible. He's terrible. That is a I, I don't care. I don't care what anybody says to me. Paul George is a terrible player. I, I don't <laughs> rate him. I don't rate him. He's just a walking bag of excuses. I, I don't rate him whatsoever. He had one, he had a couple of good seasons at the Pacers. And yes, he made it onto 2K and he was in the talks of MVP. But I don't care. He's not done anything since. Bye. I, I don't have time for you, big man. Just in case you weren't sure, listeners, uh, Vincent doesn't really like Paul George. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't quite clear. It's like, um, I'm, I'm, like I'm doing your Trey Young, Theo. I'm doing your Trey Young hate right now, Theo. <laughs> a little bit. I think, I think if anything, my Trey Young hate is modelled after your Paul George hate. I think you're definitely worse. So <laughs> believe it or not, that was Jared's low light. We were just talking about Jared's low light, not Vincent's. So Vincent, what was your low light that wasn't Paul George, please? Um, it pays me to say... But 17 in a row. Is it 16 or 17? I want to say 17 in a row. 17 in a row, guys. I'm going to say that right now so you can hear that. I'm going to say it on my chest. I've got deja vu. I don't know about you, Theo. 17 (laughs) in a row, boys. We have lost 17 games in a row. The Houston Rockets. Is it 16? Oh, thank you for correcting me. 16 in a row. The Houston Rockets are a joke right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's been absolutely terrible. I've given up. I'm sorry. This this pays me to say, but I've given up watching my team right now. I'm just watching highlights with them right now because I'm expecting a loss. I'm literally expecting a loss. I'm going and thinking we've lost this game. Sorry, Jared. That's kind of cruel, buddy. Like, I'll stop kicking me while I'm down, but really, is there any need to giggle like that? Is there really any need for that? But anyway, uh, Jared, please, okay? It just uh, gives me so much joy that my Jared, team's is not there, the worst is, is team on the really podcast anymore. Is there really any need for this? Is there any need for this, Jared? Please, uh, please, okay? But anywho, um, yeah, it's just it's just painful. It's literally painful. It's literally, it's got to a point now, they don't even disappoint me anymore. It genuinely doesn't surprise me. I look at it and I go standard it's literally standard we've become that team that i keep slating constantly you know jared you touched on it before before the pod about kind of just tanking the season i think maybe that's what they're doing they just thought to themselves there's no point sack it let's just let's just tank the season and just wait till next year but i'm just sorry i'm thinking you can't do this to the fans the houston rockets have not been in the playoffs i can't remember last time we were not in the playoffs what seven years they've been in the playoffs for seven years in a row i'm thinking if i'm correct if one of you want to correct me on that i think the last season they didn't make the playoffs was 11 12 which was the year before harden came so So that's a long time so i'm like 
you can't we, we, we expect to be in the playoffs but now to be to fall so far from grace I'm not trying to say like we've ever been true title contenders like obviously we've been in the talks because when we signed Russell Westbrook and James Harden we were like maybe but now we're so far falling from grace where we literally at a point where we are terrible. We're literally I don't know I don't know if we've got worse records than the Timberwolves right now, but we are shockingly terrible. So it's just it's one of those. It's been painful. That's been my low light. Sixteen in a row. Vincent, that's been your low light for I think the whole season. I'm mm. struggling to remember the last time you chose a low light. Something different next week. Come on, Oh uh, shut up. Okay. Last week was in my low light. That was in my low light. Okay. The week before that, it was in my low light. No, no, no. I, I think, think it was. I'm it pretty was, sure it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. You guys are lying right now. Um, Vincent, what do you think about the PJ Tucker trade talks? So be it. Nah, so be it. I'm not fussed anymore. So be it. Look, PJ Tucker is a good player, but look, I want something who can more offer offensively. PJ Tucker doesn't offer offensively. He's more of a defender. And I want a big, big now. Like, we, we, he can see it sometimes. We're too small. We're, too, we're, we're surrounded by small people. We've only got one big, and that's literally Christian Wood. We need some big people in that, on that court. We don't have much big, so... So be it. It's time to go now. It's time to freshen up things. He's been here for a long time now and we've not gone anywhere further. Please, I'm not trying to disrespect PJ Tucker. He's a good player, but I want someone who can offer more offensively because he doesn't offer. Some games he won't even score any goal, any any scored points. But yeah, I'm not fussed. If he needs to go, he needs to go. The only people who are looking at that squad and I don't want to be traded, like no matter what, don't trade them. Christian Wood and... Jay Sean Tate. Christian Wood, Jay Sean Tate, and Kevin Porter Jr. He looks pretty decent. He's, he's all right. Pretty decent. So, he's been incredible. He's I wouldn't so, say incredible. He's, he's been, been decent. He's just he's been, been good. So good, man. Yeah, he's been good. I'm not, he's been de- he's a basketball player. He should be like that. So I'm like, he's all right. So I keep there. them them three. There's a one. No, Jared, I'm entitled to my opinion, he's buddy. Been, he's just been because, great. You should be just proud because of someone having someone couple like of, that. Two, no, but think about it. You can't just go three games. He's been absolute. Um, or he's a no, you can't trade him. He's a no go to trade. I'm just trying to say is. I want him to do longer. Like, give me, give me ten more games of this. Then, give me ten more games of you doing this, right. and then we can start talking about you. But at the moment, he's been decent. So, yeah, I'm, I'm oh. gonna, I'm gonna give you some advice, Vincent, as someone who's had to watch the Bulls for the last five years, and they've been turd, not quite as bad as the Rockets are this season, and probably are going to be for the next couple of seasons. Take advantage of players like Kevin Porter Jr. If they have three good games in a row like he's had, bearing in mind he was literally out of the league at the start of the season, that's something to be happy about. To turn him round, that's a real project. That's a potential point guard or sixth man that you could use to put alongside Christian Wood. Make the most of the little things you've got. James no. Harden isn't walking through that door. No, I'm not, say- I'm not saying James Harden is going to walk through the door, but to me, a loss is a loss we lose I don't care how good a player can play if we lose we lose and it's just that's more disappointing to me I would rather every single player score 10 points and then we win a game than one player to drop 40 points and we lose the game because to me that's that's a loss is a loss and it's just terrible so when I look at him yes it's nice to see a good player in our team but then I'm just thinking to myself we're going to trade him because we need assets for him or something I don't know but yeah, it's just been shocking to watch. They're just terrible right now. The Houston Rockets are a joke. But also, everyone knows, everyone knows that I'm all, I'm truly a, a Brooklyn Nets fan, like I've always been saying. So uh, I bleed black and white. So and so I take back my passive aggressive compliment and give you an aggressive insult. Now you're fake. Ah. Uh, Jared, oh, thank you for that. That kind of, that kind of, that kind of cut really. That the was fact that you even just said that in a joking fashion. That, that was that, that, that was that was kind of dark, man. That was kind of dark. That was, there was no need for you that. Deserve Jared. it. That was dark, me. You okay. deserve just, it. Just to throw that out. That was a bit dark. You deserve it. My low light for the week just gone <laughs> is a bit of an unusual one. I'll, I'll, I'm, you'll bear with me. Just bear with me. My low light, earned edition jerseys. <laughs> this season of all seasons. There seems to be a, roughly in the region of one million jerseys on sale through each team this year. There's way too many of them. The Brooklyn Nets, for instance, have six jerseys on sale this year. They have a home, away, icon, classic, city edition, and now an earned edition. Six jerseys. That's almost like 
how many players have we got on the roster? We've only got like 14. So that's like almost two jerseys, like two players per jersey, almost two and a third, something like that. It's too many jerseys. Some of them, some of these earned edition jerseys don't even look like they belong to the team that they play in. Shout out to the Miami Heat. We're looking at you. We're looking at you now. You're playing in a Pacers top. But like, it just doesn't make any sense. I know the revenue's down and they need to do what they can to try and get a, a little bit more, but they're just oversaturating the market with jerseys. Well, there's got to be other ways. You need to be a little bit more inventive in a way to sort of direct a little bit more revenue into the into the league because just pumping out a bajillion and one jerseys is not it. And it's it's quite a petty highlight for me this week. But I I just feel very strongly about the fact that I now need to go and pay even more money if I if I so choose. Otherwise, I'm going to be left behind, and then that relic of a. a, a earned edition jersey to commemorate my team's previous playoff failure or whatever against the Raptors in the first round. Ooh, exciting. Like really earned that jersey. And it just it doesn't mean anything, does it? It's just stupid and it's money grabbing and I don't care for it. So when does yours arrive from Hooping and Leighton, by the way? Uh, it's already come. I got it yesterday. Okay. Um, shout out Elliot Wade. I'm joking, of course. Um, for now. Anyway. Hey Vincent, I'd, I'd make the make the most of your team having an earned edition jersey for this season because it'll be a long time until the Rockets are in the playoffs again, won't it? So you might, you, you might, you might, you might want to order one. Ah, uh-huh, funny. No, but just to touch on what you're saying, Theo. Yeah, some of these these teams, they're they're awake to they're awake kids and even their third kids. You just like. Is that even anything associated with your team? It's just, it looks disgusting, some of them. Like, I'm sorry, but the Brooklyn Nets second kit looks awful, mate. That blue one. That, yeah. I mean, KD, it's awful, isn't it? When I see KD wearing that, I'm like, oh my days, that just looks horrible. And even like, all of them, it just looks horrible, that kit, that bluish kit. It's horrible, horrible kit. But that's the same way I feel when I see the the let's call the Rockets wearing a blue kit. Just doesn't look right. It just looks weird. And you're right. The Heat wearing the Pacers top. They're literally wearing the Pacers. It was like, am I watching the Pacers game right now? Because it's literally that. So yeah, I get where they're coming from. They're probably just trying to get as much revenue as possible. But you are right. It is kind of getting a bit too much. Is there what's the word for it? They're taking advantage. Taking advantage. Good word for that. That's a good one. But I like that when you said before, Theo, saturating the market. So that'll do it for our highs and lows. Before we move on to a familiar segment in the form of an old favourite blank the criteria, I've got a new micro segment for us to enjoy now. Um, I'm going to call it Strange Stat of the Week. Wow. Um, yeah, this is a bit of a surprise. We didn't, see, we didn't know this was coming, did we, Vinny? Unless you no, didn't. we didn't. We didn't. I didn't know this was coming. It's a good one. Theo keeps us on our tours, ladies and gentlemen. He keeps us on our tours. Theo, Somebody's when, got to. When Theo's, when Theo's the GM, when he's, when he's the captain, as you would say, Theo, he, he keeps us on our tours, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. So I'm about to read to you now two stat lines. This isn't necessarily going to be the format of, of Strange Stat of the Week every week, but this is the way I'm going to do it this week because I think it's most, uh, most effective, probably most surprising. Um, so I'm going to read you two stat, stat lines. This is for three pointers for this in total this season so far. Player one is 94 for 248. That's an efficiency of 37.9%. Player two is 108 for 278 for an efficiency of 38.8. Right, so that's 37.9, so call it 38%. And 39% for all intents and purposes, with one player having made 14 more threes than the other. Player one, the player with 94 made three pointers and for a 38% field goal percentage, Trey Young. Trey Young, the rat, anyway, I'll leave that, leave that out of this because it's irrelevant. Um, I just think it's quite interesting, quite a surprise, surprising statistic. So Trey Young scored 30, 30, sorry, he's got 94 threes so far this season, and he's shooting those at 37.9%. Any idea what guard is shoot, has scored 108 threes are shooting at 38.8% efficiency? Either of you. It's a guard in the Western, Western Conference. Conference for the Utah Jazz, I think. Is it? Is it the Utah Jazz? I feel like it's one of the Jazz guards. I'm saying from Donovan Theo, Mitchell. From Theo's silence, I think you're right, Jared. It's either Mitchell. You're saying you think you're reading Donovan Mitchell? I think it's Mitchell. Interesting. Vinny, any advancement on Donovan Mitchell? 
you got to give me a little bit of a clue. So he's in the West, you've said. He's in the West. It's a guard. So he's one of two brothers that plays in the league. Oh, one of two brothers that play in the league. So he's either in the West, so he's a brother. Steph Curry? Not Steph Curry. So the brothers, you've got Holiday Brothers, you got the... Is it Justin? Oh, is it Lonzo? Yeah, Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball has shot and scored at higher efficiency for three ball than Trey Young this season. Mm. And that, for me, is a surprising and strange statistic. I mean, Trey Young is, for all intents big and purposes... Baller. Well, big baller. Well, big baller Zoe is, has scored more than him. So something I thought was quite surprising when I, when I read it. I thought, hmm, Trey Young is his meat and drink. Is that three ball? He particularly likes his deep three. And you can't Listen, leave Trey Young alone, player. okay? Leave Trey Young alone. Leave no, but this is in no way offensive. Like, you just think you would think that Trey would just score the more threes than a player of Lonzo Ball, who, for all intents and purposes, as far as I was aware, wasn't a very good shooter, but he's actually shooting nearly 40%. So, like, I have been sleeping on Lonzo Ball's improved jump shot I'm still remembering when he used to shoot like across his face and it was it was crazy and janky and horrible. But apparently he doesn't do that anymore and he actually scores them. 38.8, nearly 39%. So just like that, Vinny, yeah. For our listeners at home, Vincent's just done as a perfect recreation <laughs> of Lonzo's jump shot. I quite like that, actually. Um, yeah, 30. So that is this week's strange statistic. Strange statistic of the week. Now. Nice. Moving swiftly on, we've got a, a themed edition of Blank the Criteria handled this week for us by Jared. Blank it out. Here we go. <laughs> you know that crowd noise. <laughs> yes, Blank the Criteria is back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, I thought this week we could do a Jimmy G Buckets edition. Jimmy Butler, I don't think he's starred yet as a um, Blank the Criteria guest. Um, he's, he's a funny guy. He's an eccentric guy and he's got some good quotes. So... Let's kick things off with this one. Uh, we know he's a basketballer, but he does have a certain hobby off the court, which you may or may not have heard of. We'll get into it and you'll find out what that hobby is, if you can get this I one know correct. It. I know it, actually. Here's the quote. We'll go on vac- vacation, but we don't really care to go see Rome or anything. We just want to play blank. We like the fact that we can say, oh, we went to Rome. Well, what do you do in Rome? Play blank. Tennis. Now, I know he. I know he's a wine drinker. I know he's like a wine connoisseur. So I thought it was going to be like a wine thing, but a play drinking wine doesn't really work. I'll give, I'll give it you. A, do you want the quote? Because he he, 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 li- he likes. I know Jimmy Butler. He loves playing football. Right, that's his favorite. One of his favorite sports because he's a big PSG fan, and also he loves tennis. He loves playing tennis because he's actually pretty decent in it. I want to say so. From Jai's reaction, it's not tennis then, but I thought it was tennis. I'm just deadpan. You're not getting anything out of me. I generally thought it was tennis, so but you go with what I'm you happy, like I'm happy it. to go with tennis. I'm happy to go with tennis. I, the thing is, I know he plays tennis, but go on, sorry. Well, I have you got any advance on tennis? Because I don't feel like we know anything we can get. Either, anything okay. else we choose would be a guess. Okay, it's either, soccer. it's either soccer or tennis, but let's just go for tennis. I'm probably wrong on both of them. You've gone with tennis. I'm afraid it's zero points because it's not even in the same ballpark. Um, his quote, we'll go on vacation, but we don't really care to, see, to go see Rome or anything. We just want to play dominoes. We like the fact that we can say, oh, we went to Rome. Well, what do you do in Rome? Played dominoes. Big dominoes guy off the court, apparently. Jimmy Butler. Didn't know mm-hmm. that. But yeah. Shout out to my four-year-old son who also plays dominoes. Exactly. That's, that's part of the reason why I chose this quote, seeing that my uh, little nephew there trounced my, my dad playing dominoes today. Well, well played. Beep. Unnamed nephew. Beep. More dominoes, Jimmy Butler-related blank the criteria. Second quote. I play dominoes all the way... All the way until I got blanks, blank. And then I do blank. I go to the game, after the game, come home. Dinner, dominoes until I go to sleep. I'm not joking. I'll give you that again. I play dominoes all the way until I got blank. And then I do blank. I go to the game, after the game, come home. Dinner, dominoes until I go to sleep. I'm not joking. Can you even play dominoes on your own? Who's he playing dominoes with? I mean, I'm sure this was pre-COVID, so he was probably playing with his boys. Hmm. So he plays dominoes until he blank. Until I got blank. What is that blank? blank. And then I do blank. So something he got and he did. Any guesses? Going to have to hurry, boys. 
So I got blank and then I do blank. I can't think of any words that fit. Like even now, I want to just take a stupid guess, but I can't think I of any know. words. I have no idea. Pray. So I got prayed and then I do pray. That's your final answer? No, it's not. It's a silly one. No, it's a silly one. Until I got beat, then I smoke. I don't know. Okay, yeah, until I got beat. Until I get beat and then I do. Sleep. I meditate. I don't know. I do. I do. Final answer, you Theo. I don't know. Uh, Sleep. I do. I'm, I'm going to stop you guys because Vinny's oh, already geez. given up and Theo's not even in the one point range. Here's the quote I play dominoes all the way until I got Bible study. And then I do Bible study. I go to the game, after the game, come home, dinner, dominoes until I go to sleep. I'm not joking. Big dominoes guy, Jimmy G Buckets. Also into the Bible. I play too. Exactly. Not for everyone, is it? Next quote, number three. This isn't actually a Jimmy Butler quote, but it's about Jimmy Butler. And it's one of my favorite Jimmy Butler related quotes. So this is taken from a post-game playoff press conference by uh, his former coach, Brett Brown, when he was at Philadelphia. This was blank Butler. That was the adult in the gym. This was blank Butler. That was the adult in the gym. Blank Butler. This was Beast Butler. This was Savage Butler. This was Big Butler. This was Tall Butler. I don't know. Uh, this was Childish Butler. Ooh. I can't tell if he's talking about is that he's talking about the same thing. That was the adult in the gym. This game is hard. I'm sorry, but this game is hard all the time. It stresses me out. I don't know if I'm overthinking it. That's my The criteria is not my favorite game. <laughs> I don't know if it's too. Am I overcomplicating things? Give us a clue. You've not even given us a clue yet. It's a name. What kind of name? It's a name. A name. It's not like a like you said, savage. It's not that. It's a it's a name. It's a person's name. Person's name. Jimmy, does Jimmy have another? Does Jimmy have a middle name? Maybe this was James Butler. Maybe because I don't know. I don't know. Is his name James? Is Jimmy short for James? Jimmy's got a first name. Maybe Jimmy's not his first name. Maybe. Let's go for that. Let's go no, for no, James. No, it's Butler. probably wrong. But no, well, we don't have anything else to go on, Vincent. Really, do we? We're literally dying without. A, a, that's a, true. A, a, going down without a fight. As it that were. is very much true. Let's, Let's roll the dice. Final answer on James. the fact that Jimmy Butler's first name is actually James. You're wrong. Jimmy Butler's first name is not James. However, that is the quote. So two points. Well done. The full oh, quote. Nice. This was James Butler, said Brett Brown. That was the adult in the gym. And oh, Jim, my days! And Jimmy... Actually, look at him. He's perked up now. He's been sulking a minute ago. when he actually, didn't uh, First of all, Jared, it wasn't sulking, okay? I'm just Probably. admitting I'm not good at this game, okay? I've just said I didn't admit it. But, oh, gee, I got that right. James. Well done, oh. Vincent. And I, I get buzz when I get this right sometimes. Jimmy Butler replied in his press conference when he was told about that quote, he said, no, my, my name is Jimmy. It's literally Jimmy. I'm not called James. So Brett Brown, he didn't even know his own player's first name. So I can't believe I got that right. I guess that. Number four. Days. Uh, we all know that Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero have a special friendship, which has been humorous over their time playing together. Here's a quote about that. Tyler's always going to be Tyler. I think we all love him for that. But I tell T all the time, he's my blank favourite hero. His little brother, Miles, is definitely my favourite. Oh, I kind of heard this one. I think I've heard this one. Can you say it again? Tyler's always going to be Tyler. I think we all love him for that. But like I tell T all the time, he's my blank favourite hero. His little brother, Miles, is definitely my favourite. I think he calls the, his, his brothers something. He calls them by a name. He's my second favourite hero. I was going to say Jimmy Neutron, but Jimmy Neutron is Duncan <laughs> Robinson, ain't he? Um, <laughs> look Jared I'm just trying to he's my Jimmy up. Neutron favourite no, hero I'm just <laughs> trying to mix it up I'm not good at this game I'm just throwing words out there and see what happens um, um, it's got to be second surely so he's my blank you second, second so he's my second favourite hero yeah my his little brother Miles is definitely my favourite so if Miles is his favourite presumably okay, say, that, say, again, say it again say it again we'll put second in it but, but like I tell T all the time, he's my blank favourite hero. His second, little brother Miles is definitely hero. Yeah, he's got to be second then, I guess. Yeah, he's my second favourite hero. Probably not right, but go for him. It's got to be. I'm going to, give you, I'm going to give you one point. Tyler's always going to be Tyler. I think we all love him for that. But like I tell T all the time, he's my third favourite hero. His little brother Miles is definitely my favourite. 
Nah, so you yeah, get one fight on that one. I, I, the I said he loved, he always he loves Jimmy's uh, Tyler's brothers. I didn't say brother brothers. I knew that he, he always talks about Tyler Hero's brothers because Tyler Hero always has his brothers around him. Yeah. It was a bit cheeky that one. I thought that one might catch it you was, out, but you still get a point. So you're on three points now. Final quote here. We all know about Jimmy Butler. He just wants to work hard and be the man. Here's a quote about that. I play really hard. I put my body on the line every damn practice, every day in the games. That's my blank. That's how I give to the game. I play really hard. I put my body on the line every damn practice, every day in the games. That's my blank. That's how I give to the game. That's my drive. Uh, I know it, I know it, I know it. I put my heart, my, my passion. That's my, passion. my goal. What are you going with? Which final answer? Same passion. I'm going to say drive, but it's up to you, Theo. I need one answer from the team, please. I'm going to say passion. Okay, we're going for passion. And you're going to get two points. Well done. Yeah. I play really hard. <laughs> I put my body on the line every damn practice, every day in the games. That's my passion. That's how I give to the game. Jimmy Butler, wicked hard, being the man, not in the MVP race. Yet. Yet. Well... I always, I always think one point per question is a reasonable, a yeah. reasonable milestone to aim five for points. in blank my criteria. Five points over five questions. I'd say that's probably reasonable. Vincent, we got off to a very slow start, but I think we redeemed ourselves a little bit. James yeah. Butler really pulled it out of the bag for us a little bit. You, early are, on. you all contributed as well. There, you both got one answer each, which is what you love to. You say. know it is. You know it is. But we're like Kyrie and James Harden right now. We're like literally a dynamic backcourt right now. We're, we're, we're deadly, Theo. That's true, because I don't like either of you. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Good comeback there, Jared. I, I like that one. I'll give you that one, brother. Shots fired there. Shots fired. <laughs> wow. It's not true. It's not true. After he stole my highlight. <laughs> That's brilliant. Matt. I don't like either of you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jared's truth there. He hates us both, ladies and gentlemen. So this is why Jared's always angry at us, Jared people. He hates us. He said it He said it live on the pod in front of us both right now. The Bulls won last night. I've got nothing to be angry about. Well, boys and girls, before we go, we'll just quickly look to the week we've got ahead and pick out one or two games. Well, not one or two, just one game that we're each individually looking forward to. I'll go first this time. I'm looking forward to... Friday night, when we will see the man in question, Jimmy Butler, his Miami Heat go against the Indiana Pacers, which will hopefully be a nice little game. It's obviously a repeat of last year's uh, playoff series. Both teams fighting for home court advantage potentially in the playoffs with the way the the Heat are going. The the Pacers just fighting for the playoffs, I guess, really. Actually, so I suppose it doesn't really work. But Karis LeVert is going to be back hopefully doing some madness for them again. We'll see a little bit more of him. So that's me very much looking forward to the Pacers versus the Heat on Friday. Vincenzo, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I am looking for Wednesday night when it's looking forward to not looking forward. Sorry, as people know, English is not my first language. Um, the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday night. Uh, I think that's going to be an exciting game. Uh, obviously, they've not got Joel Embiid, which is is unfortunate. But I still think the 76ers can can cause a good pro- uh, game for them. Uh, so I favor I favor um, the Bucks at the moment. But I feel like you know what, 76ers could give them a game. So it's going to be an exciting game to watch. The 76ers for versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Wish Joel Embiid could have played that game. Would have been more exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, it is a, it is a shame. Could that be the, the, the game the 76ers lose to potentially slip down to second in the league on the East? We shall see. Jared, what have you got your eyes on this week? My game is also from Friday night, same as you, Theo. Uh, it's the Detroit Pistons at the Houston Rockets. If the Rockets can't beat the Pistons, then that will be my low light of next week. So... Yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing the Rockets hopefully get W, but also kind, you, hoping, also kind of hoping that they get beat because it'll be hilarious. So whatever happens, I'll be happy in that game. Those are the best ones. You literally, you, there is no loser in that outcome except potentially Vincent. But we shall see. We shall see. 
And that's going to do us for another seven days or so. Guys and gals, thank you very much for tuning in and uh, listening to us ramble on about this week's Basketball Association of the National Variety. Of course, <laughs> get at us on socials, at Met the Criteria, left, right and centre. Um, let us know your thoughts on the pod, get in touch, and uh, that'll be nice. That'll be good for all of us. So thank you very much once again. I've been Theo, uh, piloting the ship this week. To my side, although technically, uh, yeah, no, to my side, Vincent, sign off. Theo, you've been an absolute brilliant host, as you always are. Always bring a smile to our faces and the listeners. So thank you for today, brother. And I hope you feel better soon. Vincent, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Thank you very much. So my other side, although technically below me, but he's on my other side, Jared. Just in the order of Zoom. Just in the order of the Zoom windows, that's all. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we will see you, hopefully, on Monday next week. Shout out to them boys. Whoa, 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 we're meeting on Monday?